Good morning. We're going to do that one more time. You ready? Good morning. All right, much better. Welcome to Ada First United Methodist Church. It is a privilege and a blessing to be gathered this morning as Christ's body to worship together. My name is Reverend Brandy Rigsby, and I'm thankful to be gathered with each and every one of you as we um, celebrate today, Thanksgiving, and we move closer and closer to Advent season. Um, I do have a few announcements I want to offer and some reminders as we get started. Please remember to check our church Facebook page and web page for ongoing announcements um, and updates. And I will say, there is another Ada First United Methodist Church in this world, in Ada, Oklahoma. So make sure you're checking Ada, Ohio's web page and getting your information from here. You don't want to show up to their events because we won't be here. But, <laughs> but please uh, remember to check for those updates. And I do want to say, if you're joining us online, we want to welcome you. If you're joining us today as a visitor for this first time, we extend a warm welcome to you also. We do have Mr. Mark Light in the back who's responding to any messages from our online congregation. If you have any questions or any updates to offer, please know that we do read those and we will get back to you as soon as possible. And I want to pause for a moment. I want to say thank you to all of our tech team in the back. They're often hiding back there, trying to go unnoticed. But there is a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes each week to keep us connected as a congregation and to keep our services running smoothly. So I want to thank all of them for their often unnoticed and unappreciated work. <clears throat> And we've even added a new face back there. So anybody else who wants to learn how to take over, I'm sure they would be happy to train you and rotate Sundays. All right, we are continuing some special um, uh, projects this season. Um, we are doing a Ada Schools Christmas Blessing collection. There is a basket downstairs in the front porch for that. Many of the churches in the community are working together to meet needs of students and families at Ada Schools, and we have been tasked with some of these personal hygiene items, so if you would be interested in purchasing and donating those, you can simply bring them in and leave them in that basket down in the front porch area. Also, we have our Advent devotional books. Last week, we began giving away the children and family Advent devotional books. I do have more of those. If you're interested, they have a pop-up tree, and the kids hang an ornament during each day of Advent, and there's a devotion to read together. I also have a, an adult daily devotional book to lead us through the season of Advent. Those are on the back table. It's very similar to the one we used in Lent, which was called Lent in Plain Sight. This one is called Advent in Plain Sight. Same author, same setup, but obviously a new set of devotions. So if you're interested in that, um, there is no charge. You are free to take one. If you would like to make a donation to help offset the cost, they are $10 a piece. But please feel free to grab one of those on your way out. And next Sunday, those devotions will come in handy as we begin um, our journey into the season of Advent. 
We also have an Advent book study that is beginning next Sunday after the worship service. Um, they will meet in the room right across the hall, room 205. This is an adult study, and they have a, a book um, called Light of the World that they will be working through, which takes us through many scriptural references and stories of the Christmas season. Um, Karen Ward and Sarah Gracie will be leading that study. If you have any interest in joining them or want to hear more, please see one of them after the service. And if you have a child who's sticking around for the pageant rehearsal, this could be a good chance for you to have some adult time and to join that study, and they will start and finish just uh, about the same time as the kids' pageant rehearsal. Re that rehearsal will also happen today right after worship down in the fellowship hall, and lunch will be provided for any kid interested in participating in the Christmas pageant on December 18th. Oh, just a couple more announcements, all right? We're going to get through this. Mary on Main is just around the corner also, Saturday, December 3rd from 11 to 3. The street of Main Street will be uh, open and buzzing with activity for all of us to join as you, um, I'm, I know in previous years there was a petting zoo, there are activities, there's hot chocolate and cookies, and right here at our church we will host a craft for the kids. There will be lots of crafts that the library has graciously donated to us. And then we hope to also have cookies and hot chocolate that we can serve. Last year, we had well over 100 people that stopped in. So we need help. If you can donate cookies or if you can serve a shift to be here with help with the crafts and the refreshments, we could use your help. But please let me or Judy know if you can help with that. We'd appreciate it. All right, finally, today, right after the worship service, you might have noticed on your way in, there are Christmas trees starting to gather and bags of wreaths and other decorations. We will be doing our hanging of the greens today, right after the worship service. And the more who stick around to help, the quicker it goes. But everything has already been placed in its location, and you can just grab some quick lunch downstairs in the fellowship hall. The Lusk family has been generous enough to donate ham sandwiches, and Martha has helped with some of the other sides. So the kids will eat before rehearsal, and then we'd invite everybody else to come down and grab a quick bite, and then join us in the hanging of the greens and having our church look festive and ready to go for next Sunday as we begin Advent. And now, friends, I want to invite us all as we enter into this time of worship. May we come with hearts that are open, ears that are listening, ready to hear God's voice speak to us, ready to feel and experience God's spirit move and work among us. I invite us all to enter into this time of worship, ready and expectant for what God will do today. Will you join me in an attitude of worship?
Good morning. Please rise as you are able and join in the call to worship as is found in the bulletin and on the screens. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God with thanksgiving and extol God with music and song. Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture, the flock under His care. Please join in our opening hymn, All People That on Earth Do Dwell, in the hymnal, page 75, or on the screens. Our first scripture reading is Psalm 95, 1 through 7. O come, let us sing out loud to the Lord. Let's raise a joyful shout to the rock of our salvation. Let's come before him with thanks. Let's shout songs of joy to him. The Lord is great. The Lord is a great God the great king over all other gods. The earth's depths are in his hands. The mountain's heights belong to him. The sea which he made is his, along with the dry ground, which with his own hands he formed. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let's kneel before the Lord our maker, for he is our God and we are the people of his pasture, the sheep in his hands. If only you would listen to his voice right now. 
The word of the Lord for the people of God. Thanks be to God. shares with us this morning. Testing. Oh, there we go. Good morning. And good morning to you guys. Did everybody have a good week? Yes. All right. I wanted to talk to you guys today about God's love and then maybe do a cool science experiment. What do you think? Yes. That sound fun? All right. So I wanted to talk to you about how we show our love for God. Does anybody know how you can show love for God? Maddie? Pray, that's a good one. Anybody else? How can you show your love for God? Ada? You can help others and do what he wants you to do. That is a fantastic idea. What about you? You can spread love to everybody. Spread love to everybody, yes. And what about you? Love people. These kids have the right idea. God tells us that he wants us to love each other the way that he loves us. So it's not enough that Ada has clothes or that Charlotte has a wonderful birthday. We have to make sure that all those around us have the things that they need. And it's nice to have some of the things they want, right? So what are some of the things that you could do to show God's love maybe for others? What do you think? Do nice things for each other? Yes. What about in your community? What if somebody is hungry? Do you think you could maybe go to the community dinner and help serve them food? Yeah? What about if you have old toys and clothes? Can you, you can donate them? Donate them to people who need them. That's right. All right, so I want to show you guys something really cool. Maddie, can you hold the microphone? All right. So we're going to do a science experiment. I need two helpers. One 
and we're going to try not to make a mess. Maybe they can't do it all by themselves, but they can do something right there in the moment to help, right? Okay. So let's see what will happen with the person who only takes care of themselves. Can you hold it up? Okay. What do you guys think will happen? It's going to fizz up because it's baking stuff. Nothing happened in that one. It's not showing God's love to only take care of yourself, right? We have so much that it bubbles up inside of us and shows other people. All right, Harper, are you ready? See what happens. That's what happens when you add God's love to your life. Everybody can see it, right? He can help everybody else. God said taking care of people around you is the way to show your love for me. So can we all think of something to do this week that could help someone around us? Yeah? What could you do at home to help your mom and dad? What, Maddie? Do the dishes. Anybody want to take her up on that? <laughs> what about you, Claire? Clean the floors, yes. What? Clean the walls. Charlotte, what, would, what can you do to help at home, Charlotte? You just want mommy? Okay, well that's fine. That's a good idea too. Yes. You needed a cup? Okay, here. We can fill Charlotte's need to have a cup right now, but I'm also gonna hold on to it. All right, so you guys, I know you all, Claire, you're full of an idea. I mean, Lucy, you guys look so much alike. Yes, Lucy. That is a wonderful idea. What about you? That's a great idea. So I have a harder question for you, okay? And then we'll wrap it up so Ms. Brandy can get back to it. Um, what about at school or in your community? What do you think you might be able to do for somebody you don't even know? Lucy? Yes, Maddie? If like some of the kids in your class don't have enough food, you can organize a food drive and do something. I love that idea, yes. Holding the door. Something as simple as holding the door. Yes. <coughs> Playing with them. That would fill their heart with love, right? So these are all great ideas. And I can see that each one of you is full of God's love. And you're just going to bubble up and show the whole world, okay? Yeah? You can do that this week? Okay. Thank you, guys. Our gospel reading for this morning is Matthew 25, 
31 to 46, called the Judgment of the Nations. Now when the human one comes in his majesty and all his angels are with him, he will sit on his majestic throne. All nations will be gathered in front of him and he will separate them from each other, just as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right side, but he will put the goats, he will put them on his left. Then the king will say to those on the right, come, you who will receive good things from my father, inherit the kingdom that was prepared for you before the world began. I was hungry, and you gave me food to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothes to wear. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then those who are righteous will reply to him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you as a stranger and welcome you, or naked and give you clothes to wear? When did you, when did you see you sick or in prison and visit you? And then the king will reply to them, I assure you, that when you have done it, for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you have done it for me. Then he will say to those on his left, get away from me, you who will receive terrible things. Go into the unending fire that has been prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you didn't give me food to eat. I was thirsty, and you didn't give me anything to drink. I was a stranger, and you didn't welcome me. I was naked, and you didn't give me clothes to wear. I was sick and in prison, and you didn't visit me. Then they will reply, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and didn't do anything to help you? And then he will answer, I assure you that when you haven't done it for one of the least of these, you haven't done it for me. And they will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous ones into eternal life. The word of the Lord for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, can you believe that in just four days we will be celebrating Thanksgiving? Now, I don't know if it was the extended warm weather or just the speed of life, but my internal calendar has been playing catch up since August. In fact, I just switched my office calendar to the month of November yesterday. And our family calendar on the fridge at home is for September. 
Needless to say, Advent planning is running a little behind schedule this year. So today, as we prepare to open the starting gate of the holiday race, I think maybe some of us need a moment to step back, a moment to breathe and to regain perspective and to consider how we got here. For the past several weeks, we have been studying God's call to us to live as stewards in this world. We've examined our heart's desires. We have offered our gratitude for the gifts and the graces that God has poured into our lives. And in turn, we've recognized that gratitude calls us. Gratitude compels us to respond generously to our neighbor and to the world. And now, just a few days away from Thanksgiving, as we conclude our stewardship study and we consecrate to God our commitments for the coming year, it seemed fitting to consider what it means to give thanks. Now, my guess is that as many of you gather around the table this coming week with family and friends, that maybe for a moment, just before you cut the turkey, you will pause and give thanks. You'll give thanks for the riches of life, for wonderful family and friends, that there's plenty of food, that there's so much we have in front of us. But I'm afraid that too often the meaning of thanksgiving ends with just those few moments. Those few moments around the table when we pause to give thanks and then we move on. And before the day is even over, we recognize that we have barely been affected by those remembrances of gratitude. Rarely are we motivated to consider what might be happening outside our own walls beyond that moment of thanksgiving. I came across a commentary written by a gentleman named Billy Honor that was shared on the HuffPost five years ago. In this commentary, he's discussing the history of thanksgiving and its connection to Christians. Here are some words he wrote. He said, on the one hand, Thanksgiving is a time for the privileged to give praise to God for their material blessings, just like those pilgrims. While on the other hand, the poor, the oppressed, the socially marginalized simultaneously endure the pain of inequality and misery just like the 17th century Native Americans. He goes on then to challenge Christians to look deeper into the meaning of thanksgiving, to think about the day and the act of thanksgiving, not just as words that we say from the comfort of our homes and with full bellies, but a moment of sentimental thought, 
for it to be so much more than a thought, for it to be a call to action, a tangible response to our gratitude. Now, Mr. Honor acknowledged that most of us aren't the ones making a living exploiting the poor. So we might find ourselves tempted to ask, what does this have to do with me? But I want you to listen to his answer. He wrote, it matters because people matter. It matters because we are knit together in a web of mutuality that should make it difficult for us to have a day of thankfulness for what we have that doesn't include concern for those who have very little. Thanksgiving is an opportunity for us to both give praise to God and give service to those in need. And maybe the name, the answer is right there in the name. Thanksgiving. Our response to gratitude is action. To give of ourselves. In our gospel reading this morning, Jesus spoke of sheep and goats, an analogy probably lost on some of us. But what he was comparing was the difference between the unfaithful and the faithful. And what differentiates faithful people from unfaithful people, well, at first glance we would say, belief in Christ. As simple as that, believing in Christ, right? But clearly there's something more he wants us to understand. There's something more separating the sheep from the goats. And there's more that Jesus was asking for than faith alone. And it seems as though someone finally had the courage to speak up and ask the question, wait a minute, isn't it enough to just believe Isn't it enough to just have faith? Why does it matter what we do? And I believe the truth is, it is enough to just believe, to have faith, but maybe it's just that, just enough and nothing more. But what Jesus was calling them to, what Jesus is calling us to, is more than just enough. We have been called to respond, to give, to bear fruit where we stand. Essentially, Jesus was saying, if you're not bearing fruit, you're not really wearing my name. You're not really living your faith. It's the difference between calling ourselves Christians and being Christians. Here's another analogy that suits better for my line of thinking. Consider two vases of flowers. In one vase, you have live flowers. I wanted to bring some, but I don't have any live flowers. In the other vase, artificial flowers. My preference. They don't need any care. 
I don't have to water them. I don't even have to remember that they're there. But artificial flowers do have their drawbacks. They have no life, no aroma. They can't reproduce. They can't bear fruit. They look real. They pretend to be real, but if you look close enough, you can always tell that they aren't the real thing. That's the point Jesus was making. One is not real. It's not true in nature. It is an imitation of the real thing. A Christian in faith alone, of course, is still a Christian, but they are not the same as a true Christ follower. Their life does not produce the aroma of selflessness and sacrifice. Our call as Christians is to live in faith and action. Now let me just clarify for a moment and say that good deeds don't make you a Christian. But if you are striving to live as a real Christian, good deeds will grow and flow out of you naturally. And the reality in front of us today is that the world is watching. The world is watching the church. Watching and asking, what difference does it make to call yourself a Christian? Well, might I propose that instead of telling them, maybe we can show them. Because right here in our own community, there are some who feel like there is not much to be thankful for right now. Because for some, Thanksgiving brings grief. For some, Thanksgiving means painful memories. For some, Thanksgiving is spent alone or with heart-wrenching reminders of loss all around them. And we as Christians, overflowing with gratitude, we're called not just to give thanks with our words, but with our actions, with our lives. There are so many people in our world and even in our own community who go without every single day. And we are called to give. The elderly sitting in their homes or rooms feeling lonely, we're called to visit them. Children walking to school without warm coats or shoes, we're called to clothe them. People sitting here among us right now who feel forgotten or hopeless, and we are called to offer a kind word or a gentle touch. Wherever there is a need, we are called to respond. Because that's what it means to truly live as a Christian, to live as a thankful, grace-filled, generous follower of Jesus Christ. So friends, today, no matter the circumstance, we have reason to be grateful, reason to lift our hearts and voices and to sing praises to God. We have reason to be generous, we have reason to be hopeful. The only question remaining 
is how will you give thanks? How will you give thanks to God for all that God has done for you? I want you to think about that question because in a moment, you should have received a slip of paper on your way in. There's more back there if you need one. You're going to reflect on that question. And some of you, maybe you brought your stewardship commitment forms with you today. Wonderful. I'm going to invite you in a moment as our choir sings to think about that question, to think about your response to God's gratitude, to write that down. And as you hear them singing, you're invited to come forward. I'm going to move the basket over here and invite you to offer your response to God's gifts and graces. You write that down, but remember it, and you bring it forward, and we offer it to God and pray God's blessing over it and pray for God to use us to bring peace and love and hope into a hurting world because that's what God has given to us. And to ask ourselves, how will we seek to live a life of thanksgiving today and every day? Let us pray. Mighty God, we thank you for this day and for this community and love of fellowship that we find here. We've been reminded that you, O Lord, call us to live holy lives filled with gratitude for all that you have done. And though we cannot earn your love, we can respond to your love. Strengthen us to live in a manner worthy of the good news you have given us. And to be not just hearers of your word, but doers of your word. Father, as we bring forward our stewardship commitments, as we renew our baptismal promise and dedicate to you our prayers, presence, gifts, service, and witness, may our very lives be a song of praise and thanksgiving. May your grace pour out over us, and may we share that grace with the world. We pray all these things in the name of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.
Thank you, Kim and Scott and choir. Now, as we pause in this moment to reflect on the gifts that God has poured out on us and that call, that response to the gratitude that we find in our hearts, we offer back to God a portion of what we have and all that we are for the building of God's kingdom. I invite us as we receive our gifts and offerings, as we pray God's blessing over them, let us stand and sing together our doxology number 95. Please rise as you are able. We bring to God all that lies on our hearts, those who, who we carry their prayers to God. We lift up our voices with the assurance that God hears us. God knows us. God desires to speak with us. So we come with open hearts and ears, waiting to hear God's voice and to receive the Spirit. I invite you to join me in an attitude of prayer. Almighty Lord, giver of all good things, we have gathered today to praise you and to renew our promise to you. Our words and songs, our church and community, our very lives we give today for your glory. May we praise you for what we can do, and may we praise you in spite of what we can't. May we thank you for what is and what is not. And above all else, we offer our praise and thanksgiving for the gift of your Son, our Savior and Redeemer. But Lord, even as praise flows forth from our lips, we come with hearts that have been hardened to the needs of our neighbors. We come with lives cluttered with excess. We come with sin that stands in the way of our path to you. Forgive us, O oh God. Forgive our selfishness and our short-sightedness. Forgive our impatience and unfaithfulness. Clear from our hearts all that stands between us and your love. And clear all from our lives that stand between us and our neighbor. Forgive us and redeem us, almighty God. And now, Lord, we pause in this moment to lift up to you those whom we carry in our hearts those who are in need of your love and your care. We lift up Fred Schellebarger, 
as he continues to be cared for at Lima Memorial. Lord, I pray that he will experience the assurance of your peace, that he will know the comforting presence of your spirit. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. We lift up Evan Smittle as he continues to recover from a recent surgery and some complications. We pray, O oh God, that your hand of healing will rest upon him and bring strength to his body. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. We lift up Ruth Smith, who's in the hospital. Lord, we pray for healing to take place in her body, but we also pray for the care of her family. Lord, may you bring them comfort. May you bring them peace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. We lift up Amy Morgan and her family as Amy lost her mother this past week. Lord, as they grieve and as their hearts ache, may you wrap your arms around them. May you draw them close, and may they know the comfort of your presence. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. We continue to lift up Molly and Clint and Jude. Lord, we pray that your compassion and love will surround them. May our prayers carry them today and every day. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. We lift up Mike Brenneman, who's an Ada grad and has been diagnosed with cancer. Lord, we pray that in the midst of uncertainty and fear, that you will give him peace. Lord, that you will be at work in his body and in his spirit, that you'll draw him close and give him hope. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. We also lift up Dawn Myers, who's recovering from a double mastectomy. Lord, during this time of recuperation and recovering, may your hand of healing rest upon her. But most of all, God, may you give her strength for the days ahead. May you fill her with your presence. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. We also lift up Jean and Laura Smith, Nancy Fleming, Louise Miller, Gary Clausen, Jay and Linda Epley. We lift up all those who we hold close and who we carry in our thoughts and prayers. You know their needs, O oh God, and we pray that you will surround them with your loving care. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. We lift up to you, O oh God, those who are traveling this week. We pray for safety. We pray for the blessing of time shared together with friends and family. But we also recognize that for many, Thanksgiving is not always a time of joy and celebration. So we remember, we lift up those who feel alone right now. Those who find themselves with not enough. For so many who struggle, we pray for your care. 
Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. God of mercy, we pray to empty ourselves today of all those things that hinder us from knowing the fullness of your love. We know that we cannot earn your love, but we can respond to your love. We can offer gratitude for all that you have done for us. So we offer ourselves all that we are for the redemptive work. And Lord, we pray that you will consecrate our lives for the building of your kingdom so that it may truly be on earth as it is in heaven. All these things we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray by saying together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses. And now, as people of God, called to sing forth with thanksgiving and praise, may we stand and lift our voices in our closing hymn, number 102, Now Thank We All Our God.
Now as you have been fed, may you go forth to feed. As you have been set free, may you go forth to free the imprisoned. As you have received, give. As you have heard, proclaim. And may the blessing which you have received from the Creator be always with you. In the name of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.